the reason that I did it as anonymous was because firstly I didn't want anyone to know that it was me but I guess the advantages are obviously I feel like because it's anonymous I think it makes it more relatable because people can see themselves in it because there's no face behind it so I think people put themselves into it. Ready to stress less over social media gossip and focus more on growing your business? Well, it's a good thing you're listening to the Close Friends No Filter podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Stephanie, the founder of The Social Media CEO. I'm Manu, founder of your social team and your template club. And I'm Laura, the founder of B-Squared Social. Let's dive in. Okay, we are so excited for today's episode. We have a very special guest joining us, the creator behind the brilliant Instagram account, Work in Social, they said, which shares the most hilarious memes about being a social media manager, as well as some great resources for anyone working in social media. Hi, thanks for being with us today. Hi, Working Social. Hello. Hello. We're so excited to have you. Working Social, we all love your account. We love what we're doing in this space. We're like definitely followers and excited about everything we see from you because we're like, oh, how does she know how I feel right now? <laughs> so I wanted to start with a question I think everybody wants to hear from you, which is like, whatever, as much as you're willing to share, you know, your anonymous account, but I wanted to know about you and about working social. They said, how did it all start? I think you have to rewind to like two years ago when we were in the middle of the pandemic. And that does feel like a while ago now, but I started the account back in December, 2020. And I'm based in the UK. So we had just had the announcement that Christmas was cancelled in the UK it was oh yeah it was a really bad time and I remember just thinking oh my gosh like I need I need something that's going to just take my mind off of everything that's going on I'd started a few Instagram accounts in the past and I thought you know I'm just going to set up a new one and I was thinking about what I could do and then at the same time as I was thinking that there were all of these accounts that were popping up in the fashion industry that were around like working inside companies and what that was like and I was like oh I wonder if anyone set one up for social media managers. I'm sure that they have because that's our job. So it must already exist. And I was looking and I was looking and I was looking, typing in social media manager memes, memes for social media managers. Nothing came up and I was like, okay, well, if no one else has done it, I guess it's going to be me. So here I am two years later and I I just kept going and here we are. Yeah, but you started just kind of having fun and doing as a side passion project. Yeah, just making memes. And I had so many to start with. I think I must have posted like 50 times in the first week because they just kept flowing. And then obviously I exhausted my entire repertoire and I was like, I probably should start (laughs) limiting how many of these I post at any one time now. But yeah, and then it grew quite quickly. So I guess I just kept going. I love that. I feel like you really did hit it at a time when we were all really neat. You needed an outlet. We needed an outlet. And we're sitting there staring at our phones. So I feel like it was sort of a perfect storm. But as far as remaining anonymous, like what's the strategy behind that? Like, I feel like it's cool to have an alter ego or like to be able to be hidden like the whole time. It feels like it gives more freedom. But I and I'd also just love to know what the advantages and disadvantages are to like remaining anonymous. Yeah, I guess. Well, the reason that I did it as anonymous was because firstly, I didn't want anyone to know that it was me. Like just number one, I was like, if I'm going to be complaining about (laughs) not complaining, but you know, making light of the job that I'm in, I'd like to make sure that nobody, particularly my boss knows that it's me behind this account. But I guess the advantages obviously I feel like I can say whatever it is that I'm thinking I can say whatever it is without worrying about how I personally perceive so it's not really a personal brand that I'm building in that respect and I guess also I think that because it's anonymous I think it makes it more relatable because people can see themselves in it because there's no face behind it so I think people put themselves into it the disadvantages though I mean 
the, the big one for me is how I'm going to translate this to TikTok because I don't want my face on there. I don't want my voice on there. And TikTok is all about personality. So I'm like, how do I have a personality if nobody knows who I am? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, you just need, you need a Duolingo yeah, like mascot yeah. essentially. You need or- a hand puppet, little hand puppet. <laughs> I know. That's all you need. Distort your voice. Yeah. We talked about before yeah. jumping on this call where we're like mystery shows where they've got the person in the background just in the shadows. Yeah. And for anyone wondering, we're seeing right now her, but what we see is actually like a paper bag with two holes for her eyes. So that's how (laughs) she showed up. It's fun. Yeah. It's a really fun to talk. That's how you can do your TikToks, by the way. (laughs) Yes. I had to ask. I was like, will you mind if I show up wearing a paper bag? And you kindly said no. So (laughs) we are open-minded here. (laughs) Really appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) So I want to know... It sounds like you're like when you started, the goal was just to have fun. But what are your goals now? And like, what do you kind of see as the next steps for this account? Oh, I, I mean, I wish I had a really inspirational answer for this. I wish I could. T- <laughs> I wish I could tell you that. I see it being like that's good though. No filter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah a, ten, a ten year brand, and this is what yeah. I'm going to do with it. No, honestly, my goals for it at the moment are I quite enjoy making a little bit of pocket money on the side. <laughs> so I just enjoy monetizing it where I can, um, continuing to have fun, having it as an outlet, seeing it grow is always fun. I really, I really want to crack TikTok. That's my number one goal. Uh, I just really want to work out how this account is going to translate there without my face or my voice. So yeah, I think that's the immediate future, which isn't really a strategic goal more than just an own personal ambition of mine. Yeah, I I wish I could tell you I was going to turn it into a big thing, but I don't really have any plans to do that. I just want to carry on enjoying myself. I mean, I think that's goals for me. Yeah. Go with the flow is not something I naturally do. So I feel (laughs) like that's very, that's inspiring to me. Like the fact that you're having fun with it, I think that's a great goal. It sounds like you're succeeding at that. So that sounds awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And you're bringing fun to a lot of people too. But I was going to say that when you crack the TikTok code, we definitely want to have a follow-up conversation because that'd be super interesting to talk about. Yeah. If I ever crack it, if anyone ever cracks it. (laughs) But I think the fun (laughs) is trying, right? Like I think the fun is the process. I think we're all looking at an end goal when it comes to social. And to me, the fun is the process. Sometimes it's not so fun, but I think the process is where it's at. Like, I don't think there's an end goal. Yeah, just enjoy myself, I guess, is the goals for that. Totally. This episode is brought to you by Your Social Team Template Shop. Is Instagram engagement bringing you down? Let me guess, you're blaming it on the algorithm, aren't you? But I'll tell you a secret, the reason why your posts are flopping could very well be the design of your content. That's right, designing for Instagram is not just making things pretty. It takes a lot of strategy to optimize your content for a phone screen, make it original enough to stop the scroll, and intriguing enough to take people straight to your call to action. And all that can be hard to DIY. That's why people are obsessed with our Canva templates for Instagram. Our templates will help you grow engagement with creative and original designs, keep up with the latest trends, always have ideas of what to post with our text prompts, implement new features with ease, and save a ton of time. You will never want to create content from scratch again. Our templates are customizable for any niche and come with demo videos to help you make them unique for your brand. Use the code NOFILTER to get 10% off anything in the template shop at your social.team. 
So you and I have a similar audience, right? Like we niche down, we're talking as social media managers, people who do social media services for others to other social media managers. And that obviously made you extremely relatable to me. I was sharing it with my whole community. Like it's just sort of a fun thing we're sharing inside of Slack and kind of laughing, crying, you know, (laughs) when certain memes are shared on your account. But I know that a lot of people kind of have a pushback about niching down or speaking to one kind of person for fear of like alienating people. But obviously you've been able to leverage that. Like it's highly relatable because you're doing that. So are there other benefits that you found from being so niche? Like I assume, like you said, some of that pocket money coming from like brands and things like that. Like I feel like you're probably an ideal partner for people who have that specific audience. Yeah. I mean, I I guess I know that there's this big conversation right now, isn't there, between niching down and whether or not you should just build your brand on your personality. And I think that honestly, it really depends. I think from like a marketing standpoint, you want to know who your audience is and you want to create content that serves them I think if you want to build yourself and it becomes a very different conversation as maybe like a personal brand and I also think that I do see differences across the different platforms as well so Instagram I just find so much easier to have a niche because it's so clear to me like what content am I creating who am I creating it for who are the types of people that I attract to my page because I actually don't think I would appeal to every single social media manager either I definitely know that it's a very female heavy page I know that I see it's like 80% female on my page I think it's probably indicative as well of the industry I think we are slightly more skewed towards that anyway but I know that that's who I appeal to because I kind of do speak as myself yeah I do I find that the niche just makes it really easy for me to create content and to know who I'm serving when I'm talking about TikTok that's where I think it starts to get a little bit more of a gray area because I see the best performance of my content is when I am creating something that kind of has the niche built into it but also serves a much wider audience and I know I just spoke briefly about cracking the code on TikTok and I had a video the other day that got 1.4 million views. And then the next one got like 360. An <laughs> evil joke. They play. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. this is so rude, TikTok. So rude, so rude. But what I noticed is that the one that performed particularly well, I knew that it would appeal to such a wide audience. And I think that's where you really see the performance come there. Whereas on Instagram, it's so much easier to just really appeal to the audience that you've curated and built. Obviously, Reels throws a whole new ball game into that. But but yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I think I went off on a bit of a tangent there. Tangents are my language. I was going to say, actually, it's <laughs> as you were talking about TikTok, and I can tell that's on your mind, we're also trying to get our business on TikTok and, and crack that code, which I don't think is necessarily possible. But it feels like maybe what you're experiencing right now, I'm, we're going to start seeing some memes about that experience because it's like very meme worthy, right? Yes. Of like what It's indicative of like what everybody is experiencing on TikTok. Like, this one got a million views. I've cracked the code. Let me sell a course about it. And then like yeah. all your other vid- <laughs> subsequent videos after get like three to 500, you're like, ah, uh, maybe it it's was just brutal. Yeah. Luck. The ones you're using to promote the course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think that also goes for my memes, they do tend to follow whatever is happening with me at work at any one time. So you'll probably see themes that start to come up. And then there'll come a point when I'm making memes, I'm like, I should probably really stop talking about this now because you'll look down my grid. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, I've really gone on about Facebook uh, a lot (laughs) recently, (laughs) because I'm going through some stuff with them. But yeah, so it's like a diary, a visual diary. (laughs) It really, it really is. 
Are you ever worried about anyone at work figuring it out that it's you? Because you're saying you talk about like what you're going through. So I wonder if like any of your colleagues are like, hey, like we've been going through this as well. Like I wonder if this is someone from our team. Yeah, so my colleagues do know that it's me. Uh, okay. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they love it, I bet. <laughs> it's been long enough. It's, yeah. been, it's a while now. And obviously, there's only so long that people can share the account and be like, who's this? Before you're like, um, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> but what they will say to me now is like, quite often, a lot of the memes that come up or like the tweets that I write will be inspired directly by any conversation they've had that day. And then I'll just message them, like, by the way, this, this one's about you. <laughs> Like, I love that. I love that too. I was going to say, if they didn't know, I would imagine people in all different marketing departments have this bulletin board up, like detectives who they're like, I think that this was, and like, there's like strings. <laughs> the string. Yeah. yeah. So like, it might be. I mean, it yeah. probably makes more people yeah. at work be nice to you. <laughs> That'd be my guess. Yeah. They're probably scared in case it ends up on the account. They're like, yeah. ask for my last email at 12 and at 1201, a meme about it. Z. Yeah, exactly. I'm not adding you, but I am adding you. So working social, I love calling you that. You know, I have a three-year-old and she made me call her Fanapola all day yesterday. That was her name yesterday. So so I'm just getting used to calling people different names these days. So cute. So, But at least you're not telling me to call you Fanapola all day because that was a tough one to remember. Working social, you know, the reason we love your account, we talk about the memes, about the, you know, the self-deprecating jokes and all that kind of stuff. But behind your account, there's a really big or in part of your account is this really big support system for social media managers, which I love. So to me, you're doing the 360. You're like making people connect and being like, I'm not alone on this. This is funny, you know, and and kind of laugh at ourselves, not to cry, basically. But then you have also the side that you're super resourceful and helpful and you're sharing things that really help people. You share job posts, you just share lots of resources to help people. But also there's something that you share that might be my favorite thing. And that's what I want to talk about about it's all the craziest confessions and gossip that people post when you post those q a's yes <laughs> those are my favorite so we're hoping that you would yeah. share with us like all anonymously but some of the crazy things that you've heard about social media managers doing yeah. to brands or when they quit their jobs and things like uh -huh. that yeah, I mean, I get so many. I cannot obviously divulge the brands or the people that have shared them, but of course. I get so much too. I get people saying that, oh, and this is not a good one, but they'll be like, I just bought followers at the end of the month because I had the targets <gasps> to hit. Yeah, you know, so that, oh, yes, sad. that happens. And I'll be like, oh, hun, like you should not. But yeah. Okay, thanks well, for sharing. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the pressure, yeah. right? Like yeah. you see, like that's the pressure they're under because of those just ridiculous unrealistic yeah, expectations huge, huge yeah. targets I get stuff like that through um I get people who run like celebrity accounts saying like all the dms that they get through where they'll be like obviously it's a personal account but it's run by a social media manager mm. so they'll see like the dms that are going back and forth between like celebrities and like whoever they're seeing oh. at any one time <laughs> so I'm sure NDAs are involved NDAs are involved somehow yes. yeah yeah <laughs> hundred percent um and then because I quite often share like the the viral brand moments that are going on at any one time and again I can't like share which brand this was but it was a few months ago maybe a year ago time is so fuzzy to me in this side of the the pandemic but um 
we were all talking about it at work because it was two brands that were having this like beef on Twitter and we were like surely it's a PR stunt like it must be a PR stunt there's no way that it's not and then the social media manager for one of the brands messaged me like it is not a stunt we have had the the worst weekend we've been working and so I get all those things through it's so fun to well not fun for them obviously but fun for me to hear about what's going on in the background I like the stories of people that just post on the brand by accident instead of posting on their personal account yes I've done that before oh my god it was bad I've done that it was really bad I don't I'm a little bit scared to talk about it but it was about it was for a company that sells something that's legal in Canada but it's not legal in other countries and the country that they were in was in like a country where it is not legal and it was up for like two minutes but I nearly had a heart attack because I was like we're gonna get arrested it's gonna oh my yeah. gosh. So, I've done that I've definitely done that oh <laughs> yeah that reminds me actually I had another one yeah. of someone who um messaged me and said that they were out with friends and they'd had a, a bit to drink a lot to drink and they were outside Buckingham Palace and they took like a story of themselves just going hello Queenie and then stop oh how long was it up for I don't think it would have been up for long I didn't ask but oh I, my god uh, I'm like red I'm like so embarrassed for them yeah <laughs> I was dying. I was like, that's the best one I think I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like that belongs in like a hall of fame. Like it's not even, I don't even think it's embarrassing. I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love when the people quit the brands and, no. you know, they change jobs no. or whatever. And then they, it, I mean, it happened to me. I'm sure it happened to a lot of people that you look and you're like, haha, this is what they're doing to that account right now. Yes, yeah. that's my you favorite. You guys me. <laughs> that happened to me semi-recently and I like still check the account like every day. I'm like, oh, that looks like shit. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like I'm sure it's fine but like you know when you get like attached to the brand and you're like this was my life yeah. and then you like go back and you're like oh they're butchering 100%. it 100% yeah. it's like stalking an ex That's isn't it to see that they are definitely not not happier without you they're miserable now I don't yeah. stalk my exes I stalk my ex clients like that's yeah. it yeah yeah. <laughs> they're miserable you were their best definitely yeah. the one that got away the social the one media that got, away. that got away yeah definitely <laughs> the best is when they do contact you eventually and they're like can you come back I'm sorry I'm like, no. cool <laughs> Sorry, busy. I'm working on me now. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, well, we could obviously go on forever. We're going to wrap for today and we're going to bring you part two next week. So thank you so much, Work and Social, they said, for joining us today. Thank you, Steph and Manu, for joining us well. And we're going to see everyone on the next episode. See you then. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Close Friends No Filter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to leave us a review or share it with your close friends. And make sure to follow this podcast so you never miss a new episode. You can learn more about each of us, submit your questions or new episode ideas, or just say hi by heading to www.closefriendsnofilter.com or by following us on Instagram at closefriendsnofilter. 